Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. We finished last episode uh, doing May stars, yet there's so much going on in the first week of May, including Pluto going retrograde and uh, the Scorpio lunar eclipse on the coronation that uh, we had to split it up. So this is the May part two. But we kind of ended last episode talking about the universe as a fractal um, or mathematical being or that the that that astrology as well, but the universe is part of sacred geometry and fractal patterns that repeat and flow. And, and, you know, it's that perfect mathematical equations that we are all combined and live and grow and develop and create with. So I find that fascinating um, because these patterns are rhythms, which are also vibrations, resonances and frequencies. And I feel like, you know, Nikola Tesla always said, you know, don't measure measure things with the vibrations, frequencies and resonance. But I also feel like this is another part of the d- debate that the highest probability that we are in a matrix or the matrix. So some of the astrology aspects that come or turn up at certain dates, such as the coronation we were just speaking about, you know, it's just like confirmation that this is all a mathematical, a, a large mathematical equation. It's like seeing the cogs behind the wheels turning that make up the machinery of life. And once you've kind of seen it, I don't think you can unsee it and you see it in so many different places. And I guess it's a good place to go to. And it's a good place to then trust in sort of manifestation, the fact that we are creator beings and that uh, we, you know, the law of attraction. So gets you to quite a good place in understanding that, I feel. And I think the first week of May and May onwards is really good example of how this is going to show up in our lives, not just for the coronation, but also for Uranus here being highly active throughout May. So I shall continue. But just a quick note before I do, if you don't know what I'm talking about, these kind of coincidences, these million billion to one precision timing that's kind of opened this idea for us that we're in a fractal universe with, um, you know, highly sacred geometry. Please do listen to the previous episode when we talk about the or the episode that we talk about the coronation. It's called Coronation Scorpio Eclipse, where I'll go into that a little bit more. But we're back in May and May the 9th. We've done the first week, which was the last episode. And now the May the 9th, we're continuing through May. And this is when the sun is going to conjunct Uranus. And this is like a very similar feel to the Kazemi. The sun and Mercury have just made a Kazemi where the Mercury um, retrogrades back in front of the sun and then the sun kind of supersizes Mercury. So Mercury is emboldened to bring about all his connection, communication, you know, ideals, um, thinking themes to the fore in in an incredible and magical way. And so the Kazemi day is always special. And Mercury is the lower octave of Uranus. So the sun has just gone Kazemi with Mercury. And now it goes to conjunct Uranus. 
crazy planet Uranus, the the planet of surprise, the planet is kind of that sends those thunderbolt curveballs to wake us up. So it is also the planet of enlightenment too. So when the sun meets Uranus, it's like the sun's vital force combined with this electrifying energy that really is a kind of fizzing and, uh, you know, it's ready for an upgrade for the planet, a shocking upgrade where we go kapow, wow, this is what's going on. And it's, it is a massive wake up call. Of course, this happens once a year. So, you know, once a year we get this little boost, big boost, and it is the form of major change in regulations surrounding our bodies, our food and health and farming. This is because Uranus is in Taurus now and Taurus is the natural world. It's the farming world. It's the food. It's the comforts. It's our bodies. It's also our fertility in terms of sexual fertility, not gender. It's about how we might reproduce and um, like it for in the northern hemisphere Taurus season comes at rutting season that kind of sex and it is very much about embodying that because it's the physical manifest world so it's my body my choice and I kind of think it's you know these since Uranus has been in um, Taurus things about farming um, veganism and, and um, the farms being taken off the small holdings and given to the government, those ideas have all come to be very prevalent. And then I've just noticed that Bill Gates has labelled um, this new food spray. It's a chemical spray and he's saying it's, no, it's natural and they spray it on food and it makes the food last longer. And it's called Appeal. Peel as in the P-E-E-L, peel of a bell, but A-peel. So capital A peel. So look out for that because they're supposed to label all food that's been sprayed with this new Bill Gates chemical spray that, um, yeah, it's going to be trying to keep our food fresh. And by the images that they're showing, it does. But this is very much a sun in Uranus kind of activity like, whoa, we're going forward. And, you know, whether that's good or bad, whether that's just waking us up to the idea that we don't want that or whether it is progressing humanity on that's for us to decide but definitely it's bringing it right into focus those ideas about what we eat the farming the food our health that's all in Taurus's remit as well as the idea about my body my choice and it's not just you know in terms of um deciding when you would like to be fertile or not or but it's also deciding whether you want chemicals injected into your body or or and even beyond that the idea that most of us have or you know we've the human dna is double-stranded helix it's um it's natural to us but actually when we're now being mandated to take uh, medication that then changes that so it becomes a man-made stra strand of dna and ma it's man-made there can be patented nothing in the natural world can be patented but as soon as you change it it can be patented and here we are um this might then as well this idea about what's happening to dna here our natural DNA and our non-natural DNA may also gain popular credence and get into the headlines around this time. So 
you know, this is a this is May. We've already had the Kazemi on the 2nd of May, and this is just the 9th of May. So the 9th of May, Sun conjunct Uranus. It's going to be a crazy day. You could change your mind on this day. And potentially because Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury, it's the information that comes in from the cosmos not the information that we exchange amongst ourselves like Mark Mercury is. So here you can open yourself up to sort of channeling remarkable insights. So it's really good advice to stay grounded, try some earthing, but also at the same time, do some meditation to see what, what you're going to be open to on this day. Because I think there'll be extra uh, vibration resonance frequencies out there for us to um, to use. So that then brings us the next big aspect is the 14th of May. 14th of May, this one involves Mercury and Mercury is going direct. It's going direct at five degrees Taurus. So it doesn't actually get back to the North Node. It doesn't retrograde back to the North Node, but pretty damn North node at four degrees. So it's just, or was it gone to three degrees by now? Let me just check that. Yes, the Mercury um, is at five, but the North node has ret has gone back to, to three degrees. So they're just two degrees apart. Um, but Mercury turning on here is still, it's a conjunction. And so Mercury turning on this point, it's like Uranus gives us this zap of enlightenment. And then Mercury going direct is like, oh yeah, I got this now. I'm going to understand this. And it's and it's kind of this buzzing energy that then will fly around the planet of where we kind of understand something. And, and perhaps we're going to feel the sap rising. Perhaps we're going to feel like this energy of uh, there's more information here that actually we can use in a more um, realistic way. Than, so it's kind of gone from the 2nd of May Kazemi up to the... 9th of May, Uranus Sun conjunct, and now to 14th of May, Mercury direct again. And of course, this is nice in time. It's like a Beltane will last all month. Um, but definitely our physicality, our desires for food uh, will be on the focus or of desires and food will be in focus. Um, and perhaps some really very heated debates around it because people are going to start wanting to think and know about this stuff. Um, all the Taurian kind of themes are going to come up for major new ideas, new thoughts and information that people will be talking about. So, as I say, Beltane is going to be lasting all all, all, all of May. Then on the 16th, just two days later after Mercury going direct, Jupiter, planet of expansion and, and light, uh, sorry, expansion and abundance, then steps into Taurus too. And that's, that's, an, that's an yet another Taurus. So we've now got the North Node, Mercury, Uranus, the Sun, and now Jupiter all in Taurus. That's kind of like a lot of planets there really activating Taurus. Taurus being the manifest world, planet Earth and all nature on it mother nature so jupiter comes along and just completely expands all everything that we're thinking about every, all the issues on mother her resources everything i've been mentioning um the sustainability our body autonomy our sexuality fertility or lack of fertility but also wealth taurus is about the wealth not just the the planet wealth but also it's the wealth the taxing of the super rich you know Taurus brings wealth. It's it's um, 
physical wealth and manifested wealth. So it's like super rich and potentially that idea with Jupiter here and all the other planets and the North Node is, are we going to tax the super rich? Are we going to keep um, allowing the poor to do all the work, the manual work? Um, and, and are we going to then also, is, is the issue that we're being taken further and further away from living off the land? You know, we're going to be asked to be moved into these little 15-minute cities. We're not going to be held of a, you know, they want to take our autonomy in terms of having our own cars away. And, you know, that we're just going to get the farmers are now being made to sell their farms to the government. So it's all government-produced food and farming and in the future. So are we going to stand for this? Are we going to really allow us to be disconnected from nature and the whole food process? Um, are we going to allow that? that? That's something that Jupiter we might expand what is really going on. So it's so obvious that we cannot avoid addressing these kind of things. So Jupiter is here and want, or want to be discussing this or, or the good side of this as well as the bad. Jupiter expands everything. There is no discretion whether it's good or bad. It's going to expand it and will want to us to look at nature and how we live with it or don't live with it. And then Jupiter is going to stay, of course, in Taurus for a whole year. Jupiter takes a year in each sign and um, but by the 31st of May, so by the end of the month, Jupiter will have conjuncted that will be conjunct the North Node and then will be conjunct the North Node for the whole first week of June. So this is going to be again, you know, while these themes and issues come up, suddenly we're going to be projecting them into the future, creating ideas around them for the future. And perhaps some of these ideas that are maybe just conspiracy theories, oh, it's in the background, they're not really going to do it, are really going to happen because the North Node will go, yeah, open that door for these things to happen massively. It's just a massive booth. So if it may feel that some of these ideas, oh, yeah, they're really quite progressive, but they're also going to feel quite shocking because remember, Uranus is in Taurus. Uranus is kicking ass in Taurus. And the last time Uranus was in Taurus, uh, humanity created nuclear fusion energy. So this is like high time as well. Remember that we've also got 5G being spread around the world. The satellites are going up. This is the Uranus side of things. And so when Jupiter gets to that part of Taurus, those things are going to come into focus. And again, this is a time when we really start to addressing the idea of EMF and our mobile phones and all Wi-Fi being a quite a dangerous thing and to protect ourselves with that. Turning off the Wi-Fi at night, getting some shungite, potentially some tachyon or a Faraday case, all those things need, we, we need to really seriously start addressing those things because all of those planets in Taurus are going to expand this and, and Jupiter coming along, we won't be able to ignore it at all. Yeah, so Shungite, I've mentioned Shungite before. Shungite comes from Russia, uh, a place called Shunga, actually, and it's um, mostly carbon and it kind of contains all these minerals in it and in, um, in a very set pattern. And it is able to, I find it a very healing stone. And really, I've loved crystals all my life. But when I got to meet Shungite and actually work with it, I realized how powerful it really is. It really does protect you from uh, electromagnetic rays. I get very sensitive to it with my thumbs on my phone. And when I wear, I have to wear a Shungite bracelet 
and it completely takes that away. Also, when I had uh, shingles, I literally had to hug the shungite to where I had the outbreak. It was the only thing that helped took the pain away. And it kind of says it does all this stuff and you kind of don't believe it, but it absolutely does. So I've, I've, um, I'm a really big fan of it if you um, want to take that up. And it's also becoming more and more popular and more and more um, expensive. So get in there first. But if not, there's the Faraday cases, those kind of things. I think Jupiter coming into Taurus is like, let's get wise to this. Let's really wise up and, and protect ourselves. And, and the other thing about Jupiter, Jupiter ingress into ingress Taurus, um, as Jupiter does, it's going to square Pluto. Remember, Pluto's just gone retrograde and is at the zero degree of Aquarius. So Jupiter moves into Taurus and will be at zero degree Taurus. And so they're going to have a nice square. And I mean, Jupiter and Pluto squaring, I mean, like, God, you've got to take action. This Pluto is really sort of emphasizing all the things that we have to do. It's like, yep, any square like that is we have to take action. And um, so it's going to be the Jupiter activity is going to be boosting nature, boosting our bodies, our feelings, our animals, uh, our farming. And it hasn't then has an effect on what Pluto is doing in Aquarius, which is society, you know, the evolution of society. So the two, the one affects the other and they're really going to say, come on, this is revolution. These are revolutionary ideas. The planet is going through a massive revolution, whether you like it or not, and whether it's man-made or not. And um, I like to think there's both the man-made aspect of this, but also a real corridor of Mother Earth and everything here going through a massive upgrade. And... You know, I, I did mention it before, but Taurus, if you're if if you're up for it, you know, Tor, you've got to take some action here with with these planets in a square and Tor and Jupiter arriving here. But one of the things you can do is have more sex, get get jiggy, you know, self pleasure or whatever way it comes. You know, it sexual pleasure is a very Taurian. Um, theme so with these planets here it is really urging you to then you know make that happen for you make that happen for you in the sense that you're realizing that you're looking after your body and it's super healthy for you and of course you know anything taurian they're going to love health food and they're going to love non-health food as well but you know get feeling really good in your body it's vital for the extra endorphins that we may or may not need because come 19th of may woo we've got the new moon in taurus so <laughs> this is taurus 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 everything happens in taurus from the night well from the second onwards so this new moon in taurus is at 28 degrees um and this again is another the thrust forward you know into nature into our comforts into sex into money and wealth and i also kind of feel like the idea that the sexual energy is going to give you, get you money. The sexual energy is going to help you manifest. And I think this new moon is perfect for manifesting something, whatever you want, especially money, especially sex. And remember, you know, that this is a new moon in Taurus and Venus is Taurus's ruler. And we're at 28 degrees Taurus, which is square to 28 degrees Leo. 
And that is where Venus is going to retrograde from in the summer. So this is like what is happening around you now? Sexual energy. What what are you giving off? Um, what what do you want? Put it out there and, um, you know, physically look after yourself and get the nice food, get soul food and, you know, start something good for yourself, for your body. And um, yeah treat yourself in a way that you wouldn't normally that's really super healthy and super giving and potentially also maybe start a fund a cash fund maybe you know my little bank you can open up a fund and just put your money in if it's call it shoe fund holiday fund um save the planet fund whatever it is you know start saving uh, that would be an amazing thing to do with this new moon on the 19th of may uh, and also start using cash or continue using cash go to the bank get 200 pounds out 200 dollars out at a time and use it you know it feels really good to use people go oh that's nice cash you know they're so surprised that you're actually using cash and with taurus energy here we have to use cash or we are definitely going to lose it but really, when you are using it, tap into that good feeling, how it feels to exchange, hand something over the counter and have an exchange. It feels good. And that's what Taurus wants. He wants you to feel good in the body. And talking of which, I'm also going to say that some of the things that would be brilliant to do is to do the jade egg practice. Jade egg practice. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, and I highly recommend Layla Martin, any of her courses. Um, she is amazing on uh, using your sexual energy, being empowered, and the idea of that, you know, that this is our vital energy that we can tap into for much more creativity, fulfillment, and satisfaction. So does Kimani. She does more weightlifting stuff. And also Rebecca Wilson, such beautiful, gentle, feminine rising there. So there's a few people that I follow and I think are pretty amazing on, on the sexual energy front. Um, all very different, but all very powerful. And I'll put those in the notes if you think they're of interest for you. Um, also this time, or all this month, but particularly on this new moon, I mean, normally we have a, a full moon to cleanse our crystals, but on this new moon, it's a good time to activate the crystals. This is, you know, the earth, Taurus being the earth and the minerals and, you know, Taurus is an earth sign. Um, you know, want to activate them in the simplest form. You know, one of the ways you hold on to your crystals because it's not a full moon where you're bathing in the full moonlight. This is in the moonlight. This is a new moon. So what the grace one is to hold the best thing to do or the easiest thing to do, I would say, is hold your crystal to your mouth and, and tone into your crystal doing that mm, or whatever vibration your throat decides to give off that day because mine definitely varies. But you're only going to vibrate with your lips into the crystal. And it's like waking them up. They love it. Your crystals love it. And send them a message. Give them that message through your that vibrational field. And as I said before, vibration, frequency, resonance. You're doing this to your crystals. They're feeling it too. And then when you've kind of given them enough vibratory uh, love, take one of your whatever crystal and take it to your chakras. And allow it to align with one or more of your chakras. It's a really nice uh, feeling to get from your crystals. And I think the new moon is a perfect day for doing that. But more of this stuff continues because on the 20th, we've got Mars. Lovely Mars is going into Leo and therefore is going to oppose 
Pluto and square Jupiter in Taurus. So we've got this T-square going on. And also, you know, this is this is moves it forth quite profound that the Mars in Leo, you know, Mars is sexuality as well, our sex drive. And Leo, you know, Leo likes to love. Now you'll see why the focus has, why I'm saying to you, you know, get yourself ready, feel the sexual energy, not necessarily just to have sex, but also to be more, um, you know, embodied, more powerful, more creative. And I think any kind of sexual energy like that is going to pay dividends. and I think Mars has been, remember, it's been Gemini and it's been retrograde and then it's been in Cancer, which is super soft. Here in Leo, it's like here the tiger in the tank comes out. It's like, here I am. So, um, yeah, I think that Mars entering Leo and if you've got any planets in Leo, yay. But um, but remember, yes, it's going to be opposite Pluto. So there's kind of like a, a question mark over this. You know, it's it's. Um, it's a powerful kind of thrust, but actually it's like, oh, we've got to see how this fits in, in what I'm doing with other people, or am I going to meet other people that are really going to question me? There's a um, there's a kind of feel about Mars entering into Leo, where you might, because of the square and the T-square, it's, it's like, yes, you can have this embodiment and this feeling of love, but don't forget other people. Don't forget your responsibilities. Don't, you know, forget your health and all those other ideas around it. Um, And potentially as well, this is also, as I mentioned, because of the new moon, a taster for the upcoming Venus retrograde in Leo. And that is going to be a powerful thrust forward for personal sovereignty. And here we are, it's like own it, feel it, have, you know, really embody it even if the uh, the power is being taken away for us they're trying to take away our power mars here right now is full-on personal power own it definitely and and these three planets are in a a, a t-square so we've got some really powerful planets you know as mercury is the lower octave of uranus mars is the lower octave of Pluto and they're opposing each other. But Jupiter on the T-square, squaring them both, is kind of going, What's, you know, like, are we going to expand these issues? This is huge. And these are all fixed signs. And so this is nearly a fixed square. So they're really butting up against each other. You're going to hear arguments. You're going to hear hit a wall in that kind of way. But it's highly active. But we've also then got to look at, if it's a T-square, we've got to look at the empty space opposite Jupiter, which will be naught degree Scorpio. What's going on there? Do you have planets around the naught one, two, three degree of Scorpio? Um, and here I feel like these this this T-square with this empty space is like huge debates are going to be had about sovereignty, about my body, my choice, about where society is going, all those kind of almost in opposing ways. And um, with the Scorpio side, it's empty, the the unspoken, the mysterious, you know, the programming in our subconscious, you know, that we're going to skirt around all these issues, but still not saying uh but that th- these things exist. So there's going to be deep misgivings from the Scorpio side, when the empty Scorpio side. Um, 
by not saying anything, by not being there. And so it just keeps this debate high, wide and loud without really going into what's really at the matter on the Scorpio side. So, yeah, stay healthy, stay grounded and know that this debate is needs to come out in some way. So as this debate does happen in a really powerful way, um, it's like no one is saying what they what they really think or very few people are. And potentially that comes to maybe there's huge censorship going on or they're trying much more censorship. No one is saying the right word or allowed to say the right word. And we have to wait till um, the moon goes there in early June for something powerful and unspoken and quite mysterious to happen and appear. Because that's when the, the planet, especially Mars, will have moved on a little bit. But when m the moon arrives there, it completes the square. And the moon is the much more fluid element of that, allowing um, the more mysterious, the esoteric, the unspoken and really the unspeakable to be said. So let's see what information or what does get said then. Um, and that's just, the, you know, moving on through May. That was the 20th, the 20th, oh, sorry, the 19th on the new moon. Um, and then, yeah, the T-square. So then we come to the 21st of May and then the sun is finally in Gemini. And the, the sun in Gemini, well, it's going to be trying to um naught degree aquarius where pluto is so again there's going to be it's you know finally we've got one less planet in taurus or obviously it's a luminary but one less in taurus but now the sun is in gemini gemini wants to talk and maybe that is the outlet for the pluto in aquarius stuff um and i think we've got to wait really for things to kind of really have more action happen some something really definite happen because on the 27th mars still in leo is going to uh, get to three degrees and and therefore square the three degrees north node in taurus and i think that's when we're going to go right something's going to happen something is said or done completely that shifts all of this debate and um it, it's not just a debate anymore things are happening and I think, you know, the sun arriving in Gemini, it's like a huge momentum behind these discussions, a huge momentum behind the media. And look, with media, we're talking, we're looking at you know, major um, heads of or spokespeople of Fox, of CNN, all those, you know, Tucker Carlson leaving. You know, these are huge things where where they've taken their figurehead and they've left these huge media conglomerates and and is this the end of, of are they kind of dying on their own sword? You know, they obviously want to bring in people that actually follow the narrative more, but actually is that now the sun is in Gemini, are we going to be able to have much more a fair Twitter? Are we going to have a much more power? Because Mars, remember the Mars retrograde in Gemini from October through to um, January, Mars has taken a lot of power out of the media in this. And we've seen how the media, maybe uh, the mainstream media, uh, nobody seems to trust it anymore. And um, not unless you're over 80, it would seem. But um, yeah, and we've also saw the media, Mars, sorry, said it again. We also saw that with this Mars retrograding Gemini, i.e. the media, that we saw Elon Musk buy Twitter. 
in an act to save free speech. So when the sun comes here in Gemini, after we've just seen um, Tucker Carlson be sacked, and maybe there's a few others and things will have happened by the time we get here, that perhaps something huge is going to happen with the media and perhaps with more of our social media platforms that we are able to take action and have much freer voices or the suppression or or we have to fight the censorship because laws uh, in Europe are coming in to say that they have to stop hate speech. But the hate speech has already been defined um, by one side of the political party, I would wager. But anyway, when Sun moves into Gemini, I think the discussion is going to be power back into the media. And I think there could be a real shake up of what is really going on, especially since the Sun will immediately make a trine to Pluto in early or naught degree Aquarius. And Pluto is super powerful. Remember, Pluto will power things up, even the darker stuff, or especially the darker stuff. And then we move on to the 24th of May and Venus, lovely Venus, we haven't mentioned her this month. Venus, ruler of Taurus, though, um, is going to square Chiron. Venus is in Cancer and Chiron is in Aries and they're both at 18 degrees. And um, this is an ideal day to lick any of your wounds, to really look after yourself and then also know it's okay not to be okay, but do ask for help. And then on the 26th, Mars then, as I mentioned, and the 27th, Mars will exactly square the North Node. Um, and I think that's when we see some action. Then the 30th, the 30th of May, Jupiter is going to be exact at three degrees North Node. And and I think here it's like have an idea about where you want to go and how, how you want to be healthy in the future. Um, how you want to be a, a sexual being, a, a someone who has that vital energy um, and how you maybe want to be self-sufficient and understand that you want your to, to understand more about your food production and how that is going to affect your community and how it's going to affect what you have on your plate in the future. And maybe ask Jupiter then to bring you fully into that wealth, health, embodiment and satisfaction really all up for grabs now so um all the way through to may so i hope you found this interesting and i want to hear how, how you get on with all this taurus embodiment money and sex thank you for listening 